Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thank God. Science is back, baby. This Bendrovsky Show Benny J bonus interview is brought to you in part by the Chicago Reader and the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, take it away. Bonus time on the Bendrovsky Show. As I speak, it's Friday, November 20th, 2020. The headlines in the paper. Plea to Americans, stay home on Thanksgiving. This is a headline in the New York Times. Just if you're wondering, you're listening to this 10 years from now. Ben, what was the headline in the New York Times? Well, I just told you. Plea to Americans, stay home on Thanksgiving with the subhead. CDC's warning runs counter to messaging from White House. No, because there's freaking morons in the White House who are having assemblages without masks. They're telling Americans, don't get together for Thanksgiving. But meanwhile, we're going to get together and cough on each other. And stuff like that. Anyway, that's the headline in the paper. That's my thoughts about the headline. Face coverage. All distinguished guests. I asked my distinguished guest to introduce him or herself. So distinguished guest, introduce yourself. Hey, this is actor and comedian and radio host Scott Duff. Yes, that's that's Scott Duff. That's easy. Just nice and simple. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. But then there was that awkward pause. Like, he didn't go anywhere else. With well, well, I mean, I could. I could just keep going on. Uh, Capricorn, a terrific dancer. Uh, <laughs> amateur chef. Yes. All That's that the part stuff. of it. Professional uh, gay. Um, all of those things. All of those things. That uh, and more. That and more. And uh, I originally thought it'd be a great idea to have you come on because I wanted you to talk about uh, that the chef part of your life. But I got a funny feeling we're not even going to get to that. I thought, oh, no. I said to Dennis, this is a great idea, Dennis. I'll bring Scott Duff on and he'll give out uh, recipes and stuff for Thanksgiving. But I got a feeling we're never going to go there because you said something uh, before we went on air that I want you to go into a little uh, in greater detail. PTSD about this administration. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, uh, like half of the country, uh, when they finally announced that Biden like won, and you know, it was. Um, I remember where I was sitting. I was sitting right here at this desk, and it was ten o'clock and ten thirty in the morning. And they're like, they just are announcing that Biden is a projected winner, and I just sat here for like a half an hour. Like I just, I literally just sat and like, I can't, okay, what's happening? And then I just started to cry. And part of it was like tears of joy, but part of it was just like this huge emotional release that that fat man in the White House is going to go away. And then I just kind of moved throughout my day. I, you know, donned a mask and I stood on a side street in Andersonville where everybody was just going bananas. You know, there was a big celebration and it was awesome to kind of be there there and be a part of it but i kept thinking throughout that entire week 
like, where are we? Where are we now as a country um, when you have one half of the population is convinced that the other half is evil? You know, not just bad, but evil. And that goes for both ways. I mean, it's the left thinks that the right is evil and the right thinks that the left is evil. And like, how do we move forward right now as a country? Because we're just so broken. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. Uh, I feel like we are all kind of dealing with this, um, with the, the, the cumulative effect of four years of just anger and divisiveness and hearing racist rhetoric and sexist and misogynist and homophobic and you know the list goes on and on and on and on and i'm just kind of like i'm really trying to just figure out how how to move forward you know because even now like it's a total poop parade what's going on with the transition or lack thereof um so yeah so that's kind of where i where my head is these days which is kind of a annoying place to be well uh i should say this uh scott duff and i have been doing uh, conversations together for a long long time uh, we started him back at wcpt where he has a show where i used to have a show uh we're not talking about that but anyway i used to have a show there <laughs> and uh we had conversations and over the course of the conversations uh, i learned that you come from MAGA country, basically, uh, that you have not always lived in the city of Chicago on the liberal north side of Chicago in Andersonville. Uh, and so you probably have more experience than I do, Scott, at uh, dealing with what I always call MAGA America. Um, yeah. Oh, my brother. My yeah. brother, 100 percent. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah. Any advice? I mean, you had this breakdown and. You know, do you have any advice to how to? I, have, to I really don't know. You can tune into Out Chicago. Well, this is dropping on Sunday, so you can go tune into Out Chicago though, and you can find a podcast of it. Because I'm actually we're, we've got a uh, a therapist coming on to talk to us about like how what are some strategies of like dealing with this? Because I really feel that like the lasting effects of Trumpism, uh, we don't even know that. It's kind of like you know when people are are have recovered from from COVID, like we don't know what the lasting effects are going to be with people you know in, who've who've been ill. It's kind of like how I feel right now with this country with Trumpism. We don't quite know how we're going to fare moving forward. So I I, I don't know. You can like I said, tune into out Chicago and you can find out from this nice lady who's gonna tell me give me all the answers. <laughs> well so do you engage uh Trumpers these days? No. no 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 like I mean I this summer like my brother is my brother's weird, man. You know, like he's 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 weird. You would never think like all three of my mother's children are so different from one another. You know, you've got like my sister, who's an Episcopal priest. You've got me, who's the professional gay. And then you've got my brother, who is uh, a, a former Marine, uh, cowboy, country music loving uh, bus mechanic in Vegas. You know, it's like, it's very weird. So we kind <laughs> of, I know it's bizarre, right? So we, yeah. we kind of engaged over the summer. We were talking and I'm like, it, it was just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So, uh, and we didn't really have, like, he's about 12 years older than I am. So we have a weird relationship to begin with, but it just got even more strained and it's, yeah. 
Would you ever find yourself having a conversation uh, with uh, your MAGA brother thinking, you know, he's starting to make a lot of sense to me? Nope. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. Uh, Because, you know, I asked him, I'm like, hey, where do you get your news? Just like, you know, just curious. Like, what are your news sources? Uh, And I'll ask you, Ben, what do you what do you think he gets his news? Uh, Well, uh, there are two two sources. I would uh, guess that uh, one is Fox and the other is Breitbart. Well, Breitbart and YouTube, even better. And I'm like, dude, I mean, he would be sending me stuff throughout the summer. And I'm like, that was just straight up propaganda. I mean, like there would be a Russian lady in there with (laughs) a giant Russian accent saying these Russian things. And he's like, she's got a point. I'm like, are you high? (laughs) This is straight up propaganda. I don't even know how to tackle this, you know? So I've kind of taken a step back and, you know, we talked a little bit about this. You know, I saw the that documentary on Netflix, the uh, the social dilemma, mm-hmm. and that freaked me out. You know, just in terms of like how social media is being used, and even people who like the the guy who was one of the co creators of the like button on Facebook was like, "Hey, we made this to be, you know, to bring joy to connect people, but it has become this very mutated, horrible place." where an algorithm will feed you your own, will feed you into this echo chamber and to take you down some deep, deep, dark, scary roots. And so, yeah, so that's, that's been hard. And I, I, I've, I've stopped in trying engaging uh, the mega people because they're not, I'm not going to change their opinion with some post or, or like a meme and it's not, it's just not going to fix. So I'm, that's where I'm grappling. Like, how do we try to come together to have these conversations where we can actually move forward as a country or just move forward as a, like right now, like as a family mm-hmm. in my case, when a, we, um, we can't see each other because of, we're in a pandemic. Um, and the only way that we have to communicate really, I mean, of course there is the good old telephone, but you know, but the only ways that people are communicating is through social media. So I don't know. These are strange times, strange times, Ben Jarofsky. No. And, uh, it's, i watched Joe Biden, uh, give the speech about last Saturday was, I think it was last night. I'm losing track of time. Uh, and I watched him again last night uh, trying to find the words when he was asked about how Donald Trump is just resisting and trying yeah. to subvert uh, the uh, the election, Tr- trying to subvert the election, Scott Duff, by decertifying the votes from all of Detroit. Oh, just oh, think about that. Did. All of Detroit. Yeah. But then like the weird that weird drippy press conference that Giuliani had with his other little, like the, the lady lawyers. Yeah. But didn't they also there, the data points that they were using for Michigan were data points from Minnesota. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's it, like, it's boggles the mind. Yeah. It's a farce. And um, so here's Joe Biden bending over backwards to do, do the right thing. I mean, I couldn't do it. 
Joe Biden is is the healer. Joe Biden is the guy who says there's no red states, no blue states, just the United States. Joe Biden's the guy who say, I'm going to look what's good and decent in all of us. And I'm not going to assume that just because you're a Republican, you're bad. Everything he's like everything that I say, he's going the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they still tell him F you. They still tell him you stole the election. They still call him a fraud and a phony and cra- and old senile Joe. And it's just, it's like you're nice yeah. to MAGA and MAGA snaps at you. Well, it's because, again, because we're going down these, these separate, you know, these niche medias. Everybody gets their news from a very particular source. Very rarely do people look at more. I mean, aside from you, Ben Jarofsky, because, you know, you are a wizened man who used <laughs> assemblages in your opening remarks. Like, that's a good word. Assemblages. Like, you know, like, if you look at, like, the New York Times and you look at the Post and you look at NPR or, you know, whatever, the Sun Times, you know, you just look all over different things. But most people, A, don't read papers, don't read articles all the way through or they read articles that are from like very very questionable sources and they get all of their media i mean people are dumping fox just because they they're coming out saying like dude step away trump you're done just step away and now they're all flocking to oan and what is that newsmax or whatever you know they're even left social media to go to parlor like twitter and facebook to go to parlor where they can to have all these crazy, weird conspiracy theories. You know, we've got, was it two QAnon people that were just elected in this last election? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's bananas. It's bananas right now. Uh, yeah. Me. You brought me on for the fun conversation. Yeah. Well, I come in uh, and pee in the pool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bring this guy back anytime soon. Let's get those. Thanksgiving recipes yeah, out let's really talk about Thanksgiving recipes. It's really great. <laughs> uh, before we go to Thanksgiving <laughs> recipes, which I got a funny feeling we're not even going to get to, uh, I need to hear uh, Scott Duff's uh, opinion of this uh, bit uh, with uh, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> One of the most bizarre moments I've ever seen in uh, American politics took place. Uh, this week, yesterday, so if you're listening 10 years from now, that would have been Thursday, November 19th, when Rudy Giuliani, who was acting as uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, uh, held a press conference, which was so freaking bizarre. And again, I just want to remind everybody, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and they're warning people not to gather uh, with their family for Thanksgiving for fear of spreading this disease. So Rudy Giuliani is holding this press conference in the middle of this pandemic, People surrounding him. No one's wearing a mask at all uh, because, I don't know, the official, the official position of the Trump administration is that the pandemic is over, even though it's a huge surge. And this is an analysis of Rudy Giuliani's behavior by some unknown person. Uh, I don't know who this was. It was uh, something I found on the Internet. And he's just like doing the play-by-play, Scott of what Giuliani is doing in this press conference. So, D, why don't we play for this and get Scott's reaction? Yo, watch my mans over here. <laughs> Yo, takes out the handkerchief, blowing his nose, takes it booger side in, smears his hands all over it, wipes it into his lips, all over his face. Son, he's wiping snot all over his face. 
smearing his hands into it. Looks like shit, bro. And he's gonna fucking touch the podium. Yo. Anyway, you know, it's great play-by-play. That guy's got a future in sports journalism. That's great play-by-play. Oh, my God. It reminds me of that moment with Ted Cruz when everybody thought a booger flew out of his mouth. It was just hanging on his lip. You remember that? Yeah, it could happen to the best of us. Ted Cruz, he, like, fell out, and everybody just kept looking at that thing. It was like, what, yeah. is that? what was that thing? And then he lit it off. You remember? Like, yeah. yeah. Rudy Giuliani was unhinged and drippy. Like you literally hair dye dripping down his face, but you know at least he was inside, you know, and he wasn't at the Four Seasons lawn and whatever it is, you know. Yeah, no, but that's a little comic relief. I mean, they're trying to steal election uh, by taking away all of Detroit, decertifying all of Detroit, basically saying wherever black people live, we're not going to allow those votes to count. And hey, we're going to win the election if you do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, great uh, idea. You know, uh, but in the middle of that, Giuliani gives his press conference and what a performance blowing his his nose and then wiping his face with the same handkerchief. Mm-hmm. I guess I like the way kinda... the, like booger side down. That was the best description. <laughs> <laughs> really, not ultimately that it would matter that much, but yes, uh, <laughs> booger side down, wipe the face, mm. get it all in, it all and then shake hands with everyone. Uh, and yes, the dripping, uh, my wife's a, uh, a hairdresser and she said it was not dye, it was some kind of spray on. Uh, and so that when he started sweating, it just, ah, <laughs> it ah. caused the spray. So imagine spraying your hair. Well, I, I thought he was just leaking Valvoline. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's. I mean, he clearly is like the Tin Man, you know, like he has no heart. So it's just like, oh, oil can what? You know, like, ugh. Dripping. So, uh, not, you know, so knowing MAGA the way you do, do you, do you think that people found that performance per, per, persuasive? Do you think that there's Americans out there who watch Giuliani with his spray on, rolling down his sweaty face, wiping his face with the handkerchief he just blew his nose in, sounding like a complete lunatic? Do you think there are Americans out there going, you know, this is a guy I want to stand with and stand by? Uh, well, yeah. Sure. I don't know how many there are, but there are there are definitely people who are like, oh no, listen to what this guy has to say. And then you've got the what's her name? Like, isn't it like Sidney Powell or Cindy Powell? Yes, his the uh, lawyer. Yeah, the lawyer. Well, <laughs> apparently Giuliani fancies himself a lawyer too. But you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, no, I do. I think I really do think that there are some people out there who are like. Oh, yeah, he's making a really good point. I can't wait to see what else what's happening with all these things that are going on. And then let's bring up the dead guy from Venezuela, you know, and, and Soros and the Clintons, because of course that's just like chum the water, chum the water, because you know we want on, you know, we don't like socialism, and clearly the dead socialist from Venezuela was able to come back from the dead and count votes for. Uh, for Biden, yeah. like there are actually people who believe that crap. But the thing that really freaked me out was 
you know, as soon as that thing was over, I'm like, I switched it right over to Fox. I'm like, what is your response? And Carl Rove, Carl Rove of all people was just like, well, that was just some of the creepy, craziest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> you know? He's like, wow. All right. He just made some, he just made some big, big accusations with zero evidence. To prove yeah. it. So uh, he needs to prove it or, I don't know, or, you know, go get some nasal spray. <laughs> yeah, you know you've lost it when Carl Rove is questioning. I know, and, and I'm like feeling like, oh my gosh, yes, I, I'm totally down with Carl Rove. Like, what is happening? 2020, stop. Yeah, 2020, stop. Uh, the bar is low when Carl yeah. Rove is suddenly the voice of reason. The voice of reason in uh, my head. <laughs> but I, I think what you're what you're actually saying, uh, Scott, and I'm tying together the stuff you said that when Rudy Giuliani put on that performance yesterday, uh, he was appealing to the segment of the country that's following news on YouTube. That's I mean, that's like yeah. standard fare. Uh, and um, and we really have I mean, if 48 percent of the population uh agrees with that. 48% of the population looks at that performance yesterday and says, yes, you are speaking for me. Well, you know, maybe not 48%, but I will say like that, you know, what is it? That 32% that has always been his base. Like there are 48% of the population voted for him, but there's that 32% that that's the ride or die. Mm. I think they're still in there. So it might not be 48 and it might not be as high as that, but I do think there's a reason like his base is, they're they're still like okay whatever you say whatever you say dear leader whatever you say uh all right well uh that little sign of optimism and hope that it's not 48 percent, but just 32 yeah, percent will get me through this weekend just a third of the country is batshit crazy <laughs> well feel a lot better now Ooh, all um, right yeah all right. So one of the things that was uh, getting me through life and uh, my wife, just, you have no bigger fan, Scott Duff. And then my dear wife loved your cooking shows that you dropped on Facebook. You would uh, Scott in the kitchen. And uh, as I recall, this began because you hurt yourself or something. My memory is fuzzy here. All the marijuana I smoked in the seventies is catching up to me. Okay. So that's okay. I'm still smoking all the marijuana for you right now. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone's got to do it. Yeah. Uh, so talk about your, uh, your just hilarious cooking show and you, you went on a furlough and I, I speak for all of Chicago when I urge you to bring it back. Uh, Even MAGA Chicago wants you to bring it back. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. No. So I started doing this thing called Scott Duff cooking stuff. Um, and it was basically, it was in the dead of winter. It was before the pandemic was unleashed upon us. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going crazy. It's dark. Um, it's cold, so why don't we? I just I'll make some cooking videos because that'll be fun. It's something that I love to do. Uh, I used to be a food blogger, um, and I actually uh, was pretty close to uh, getting onto the the Food Network Star uh, reality show uh, a couple years ago. So I was like, you know what? There's something I like. It's going to help pass the time, pass pass the days and it's dark and get me through the winter. Um, and I'll have a good time. And then when things really hit was when we 
the pandemic came to Chicago and Lori Lightfoot was like, you know what? We need to stay. Everybody needs to stay at home. So uh, I just got a my new Bon Appetit magazine and they had this recipe for making focaccia bread. So I made a video called Stay the Focaccia Home <laughs> and that launched it. So, yeah, so uh, I'm probably going to be doing getting back into it, but I've had like a weird time. You know, I, I lost my mom uh, at the end of March this year. And then, you know, as the the days kept getting like a little bit longer and brighter, I was like, you know what, I'm, I, I, I need to be outside. And then we had all the unrest with like the George Floyd murder. And at the time I was like, you know, this nobody needs to see this. No one needs to see this white gay guy cook food. Nobody needs to see that right now. So I just kind of took some time off. But now that we're entering back into like the uh, the Huga months, um, I'm going to be starting up again. Oh, there you go. Breaking yeah. news in the Ben Jurassic Show. Breaking news on the Ben Jurassic Show. But it's also weird, too, because it's like they take really, you know, they take about like, you know, the time to cook and you got to, you know, prep everything and all that stuff. They take a long time to make. And what's really tricky is I live in a loft apartment and we don't have any doors. So me and my partner, my partner is, uh, he is a, a theater and opera artist and he's a creator and he has been so fortunate to have a lot of work during this time, but it involves a lot of zoom meetings. So, we aren't able to, you know, so it's, like, it's like, what do I do? So I have to be yeah. quiet while you're on the Zoom. And then if I'm doing something, you have to be quiet. So it's a little tricky to that dance of trying to be like, okay, what do you have today? Can I make a video real quick? <laughs> you got to spend five hours. And I get to hop in the kitchen. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, what's, what are you going to be cooking next? Girl, thanks I'm still doing Thanksgiving, even though people think, you know, the, the turkey is gross and it kind of is found this awesome recipe. I'm going to be doing some turkey, just doing the whole classic Thanksgiving experience. Uh, do you have a special Thanksgiving uh, turkey recipe that you want to share with the multitudes? Oh, sure. Well, uh, what I'm going to do is I'll direct everybody to bonappetit.com because um, it's really good. Hold on, I'm trying to. I got my magazine app now. I can't. I don't know if you can even hear it. Yeah, that's good. It's I know. It's radio. Trying, look at that. I know it's a Foley effect. Oh, or is that fire? Ooh, what's going on here? Where the hell is it? Ah, page seventy-six. Uh, it's called expertly spiced and glazed roast turkey, and it's awesome because what you do is basically you hack up your bird into pieces parts. So, like, you chop up the legs, you chop up the wings, so you've got, like, the, the breast in, is one chunk, and you've got the two legs and the two wings, and you put this spice rib on it that is, like, brown sugar and pink peppercorns and paprika and cumin and garlic powder, onion powder, all this stuff, and you uh, make this rub, and then you rub it on all over the bird, and then you throw it in your refrigerator for two days, and it's got to sit there. But because you hacked it up, everything's got, like absorbing and becoming yummy and delicious and tasty. And then it takes about half the time to cook. So you're not like having to deal watching the bird all day. <laughs> then you make this awesome glaze with like soy sauce and red wine vinegar and orange zest and like sage and rosemary. And, you know, you just kind of baby it, give it a little, uh, give it a little love. And it was the best turkey I've ever made. So that is the only turkey bird I'm ever going to make ever again. <laughs> All right. It's true. 
man. That sounds delicious. It's really good, Ben Jarofsky. That is so good. I'm telling you, go to bonappetit.com, and it's called Expertly Spiced and Glazed Roast Turkey. I, I I give you credit for giving them credit. You should have said, yeah, this is something I just created Hell myself no. one day. No, no, no. I ain't stealing stuff. I ain't trying to pass off anything <laughs> as my own. No, no, no. I don't want anybody coming after me. So the article I began the uh, show with said uh, the CDC is uh, urging people to stay at home. Don't go uh, to big Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> Avoid your family. By the way, you know, it's so funny. It's so many people I know come from dysfunctional families where they hate each other. Yeah. And yet America's acting like this is something they don't want to oh, hear. Right? <laughs> you know? Look, you don't have to spend it with your weirdo family. That's awesome. <laughs> I think, you know, I think I, I hear people saying quietly when no one's listening, thank you, pandemic. Oh, thank you, virus. I, I, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are actually just like, what are you talking about? Thanksgiving sucks. It's boring. Yeah. You got to hang out with your family. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that I gave a, like a legitimate excuse for not going. <laughs> So, uh, who's going to be at your Thanksgiving? Uh, well, we are actually, um, we're quarantining. Uh, we've been quarantining. I, I scooted out today to get a COVID test. Uh, and then I'm going to be tested again next week. We, um, see, look, I've, I've been such a rule follower. It's not even funny. This entire summer, I have not gone anywhere. The only place that I've ever walked into is, is either a grocery store uh, and eventually uh, a studio, the, the station. Um, so I've been like... I don't, we've been hanging on the patio. There are masks all the time. We are six feet apart. I haven't touched another person except for my partner. You know, it's been, we've been following the rules and we have been working towards this with another couple and their kid uh, who are also quarantining and getting COVID tests. So we are trying to see if it's possible that we actually can be together on Thanksgiving. So we're just waiting for results. We're being the lines of communication. It's kind of like being in a polyamorous relationship. So I've heard. <laughs> so I've heard. There's a lot of communication about like, I did this and I didn't do this, you know, like what we're comfortable with. Um, if anything, like we, um, we help them deck out their garage. We turn their garage basically into a winter lodge type of experience like we hung up these globes and they're twinkle lights and there's like a fake fireplace and we put heaters in there um so plan b is basically to do the entire dinner in the garage with the door open and the windows open and heaters blasting while we're sitting six feet apart from each other okay <laughs> thanksgiving in the pandemic I in the pandemic i know but you see that's the thing like a, a lot of people who are saying you know like we're talking about like you don't have to spend time with your family like that's awesome i've never spent thanksgiving with my family ever since like i graduated college and had my first place i'm like you know what family i love you you're great i will see you at christmas Christmas. But Thanksgiving is like, and of course I'm grateful for you, but Thanksgiving for me is being truly grateful for the people that you choose to have in your life. So ever since I was 22 years old, I announced family, I love you. You can come to me if you would like, but Thanksgiving is going to be at my house and it's going to be my chosen family. Uh, and that's how I've been rolling nigh on these seven decades later. Yeah, seven decades. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been working for you uh, pretty well. You mentioned something, and 
when you were uh, on a riff, you said comedy. You're not quite sure about comedy in the post-George uh, Floyd era. And I know what you're saying. It was really hard uh, to laugh much in about uh, early June, late May, around there. Uh, and I'm obsessively following comics. I'm the kind of guy that does that. I'm always watching comedy on Netflix. I'm just trying to find something that'll make me laugh. But it was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you emerged from that? You know, I'm I'm trying. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I've been I've been taking this pandemic really, really seriously. I've got some uh, of a pre-existing condition that is not going to be quite conducive with the COVID. Uh, I've got, I've got lovely blood, blood clots in my leg. Um, so I have not been, I know a couple of the comedy clubs here in Chicago have opened up and they were, they were awesome. Like they really took every precaution. Like Laugh Factory is the one that I know particular. Uh, Cause it's kind of like my home club. Um, but they, uh, everything went paperless. They reduced uh, seating capacity to 25%. They put up a plexiglass uh, barrier at the front of the stage. Um, every single comedian had their own mic, mic stand and uh, 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 stool. Uh, everything was wiped down. Like it was, they were really, really doing it, but I just didn't feel comfortable going into that. And I'm, I'm still having a hard time. Like I said, it's this PTSD stuff. I'm having a hard time finding things that are funny these days you know it's just between this year that we've had we had that you know the pandemic and then the perfect storm happened you know where you know everybody was just eyes on on Minneapolis and then just the anxiety of of the, the pandemic and the election you know it's 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 hard and some people well, are able to do it. And I've been talking to some of my comic friends who've been like, hey, tell me all about, like, what, what are people talking about these days, you know, locally here in Chicago? And most of them like, girl, it's a crapshoot mm. right now. Like, it's either they either got it or they don't. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm slowly trying to build my way back in. But um, like I said, I think I just uh, I'm, I'm just really trying to be truthful and honest. Like, where am I? Where am I right now? just emotionally like where am i with with and trying to figure everything out intellectually like what's where are we as a country and what do i have to say because i don't want to go like you know dick joke and, blah, 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 and blah. <laughs> you know i'm like i'm like an old married lady you know so i can't even do like you know tinder am i right <laughs> you know oh dating apps they're the worst like i've never been on a dating app i don't know about this shit so yeah. you know so, yeah, so just trying to figure out what is funny and what do I have to say? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I, 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 I was going to say, well, I'm going to help you by making suggestions. But the suggestions I'm about to make are things you've already seen. Because Scotty is ahead of me in a lot of these things. <laughs> I'm late to, like, the Hannah Gatsby, uh, Douglas thing. I just saw that. On, oh, uh, so good, right? Yeah, it was really good. It was very, I love when she does the art critique. That's Holy my favorite shit, part bro. of it. I was, so, yeah. I was so mad at her doing that in that final end. I was like, how dare you be so brilliant? Like, that was just so fucking funny. It was so great. Yeah, so that I'm okay. So that will not, that's something I recommend. And then I don't know if you're a Dave Chappelle fan, but Dave Chappelle's uh, Kennedy Center Awards Night, where um, it's over a year old, and he's just received the Mark Twain Award that goes once a year. I don't think they're going to do it this year because of the pandemic. And so many great comics cross the stage to pay homage to uh, 
um, to uh, Dave Chappelle, including Sarah Silverman, John Stewart, Eddie Murphy. I don't know. I recommend that. That may be. Are you a fan of Dave Chappelle? Um, I recognize that Dave Chappelle is an important comedian, and people really, really like him. I take some umbrage with uh, the way he treats the LGBTQ community. And I'm all out. I'm here. I can take my lumps. But, um, and, you know, like I can take a joke. But I think sometimes it goes a little, it crosses a, 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 a line. Well, he, he, he confronts that uh, in this special. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. But uh, he, he confronts that. Uh, but did you, see, did you see his special after uh, his, his first appearance after George Floyd? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. That's required viewing. Yeah. That is just, it's not funny, but it's like, it is required viewing from it's a profound. Who's really like, he's so smart. Like, that's the thing. He is really smart. I loved his open when he did uh, Saturday night live a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Like I, I have respect for him, but they're just sometimes I'm like, you know what? You're not necessarily my cup of tea. Well, he, uh, he has a whole riff on this and I'd love to get your thoughts. That's me. Your homework. Your homework assignment is to watch this Dave Chappelle thing. All and right. The next time you come on, we'll have a uh, discussion about it. Uh, and uh, if you don't like it, feel free to say it. And then Chappelle says that. Hey, if you don't like it. Great. He's still getting paid. Yeah. You know? he's still getting <laughs> that's paid. The thing, like, all right. Good. Oh, by the way, Neil Brennan. That's Dave Chappelle's writing partner from the Chappelle show uh, is hilarious on this. He is a very funny guy in his own right, Neil I don't know if you know him. He's a, a comedian in his mid forties oh. uh, who was um, Dave Chappelle's writing partner. Uh, anyway, Scott, uh, I want to say that one of the things I'm thankful for uh, is Scott Duff. Uh, and uh, I also want to say that the reader is starting its own podcast operation. And I'm just putting this out there Would love if young Scott Duff would bring his talents somehow or other. Maybe talk to Tracy Bain, or Karen Hawkins, who are the uh, co-publishers of the reader. Uh, and I know you know them both, and they are big fans of yours. I so maybe you're just like pimping me out right now. It's awesome. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> hey, maybe. Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. Tracy, you listening? Maybe we cut a deal. Hey, Mr. Arnstein, here I am. <laughs> Have a negro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just so. but, but good. Jump right in there. Yeah, just yeah, Mr. Gladstone. <laughs> have a cup of tea. I always screw up the lyrics. Ah, story of my life, Scott Duff. I always screw up the lyrics. It's that That's dyslexia. Cool. Screw it up. Yeah, that's right. right. Dyslexics untie. Dyslexics untie. Yeah. You Dyslexic untie. Write it out. Uh, it Scott like Duff. I'm explaining a joke. Happy Thanksgiving in advance. And Dennis, Dennis, uh, producer Dennis just got to suck six untie. Yes, he's laughing. I know. Well, yeah, I'm just laughing because Ben doesn't get it at all. And he's just trying know, to move on. Let's all. end this. Let's write it down. Let's end this shit show. I brought him on to be funny, and now he just was sad. <laughs> I don't get it either, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't know what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, it wasn't that sad. No, it was kind of. Happy at the end. It was happier at the end. But it was like, you know, yes, how I'm doing. I told you. I'm a truth. Young Scott Duff. Which is why I gave Bon Appetit the credit. Yes, you did. 
I wouldn't have. No, I would have. I, would. <laughs> I always say, I'm going to steal this one every year credit, but I always give people credit. Thank you, Scott Duff. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving and, to you, uh, Ben Jurowski and producer Dennis. Hey, thanks. And hey, if you're listening to this, it's Sunday. It drops at 5 in the morning. If you're up early in the morning, Ben, cover your ears. WCPT 820. Find out Chicago, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. So there you go. Wait. Thank you. Uh, can, can I uncover my ears? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. I, I can't. Wait, could you look at the mic again? I can't see your, uh, I can't hear you. Say it out. Uh, speak it. Yeah, you can uncover um, your ears. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we got a million of them, Scott. Uh, <laughs> comedy like this? Comedy yeah. gold. Comedy gold. <laughs> All right. Very good. That's Scott Duff. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. See you, buddy. All right. Hey, no, but I'm trying to get Mitchell to do one of those podcasts. Really? Yeah. You remember Mitchell, right? Mitchell J. Fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the man. I love Mitchell. Yeah. We're trying to put together one called Zaddies. Okay. Like middle-aged gay men trying to navigate middle-aged gay life all right well if you need someone to like lay audio down and put it all together i got your back i do i do i do good to see you yeah you too man happy thanksgiving yeah you too i hope things get a little better man they will get a little bit better sorry we got a little heavy but that's oh, yeah that's all right man power through you know i am <laughs> all right buddy <laughs> see you soon